0: Welcome to episode 42 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I am your co-host Sharla. I'm Sarah.
1: And I am Heather.
0: Welcome. um, Welcome back. Happy fourth. And I know that uh, Heather has just spent a really long day yesterday driving back from Mexico. So we're going to give her the, the least amount of talking time. <laughs>
1: we don't know what may or may not come out of my mouth. I've had four hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah, so, um,
0: but I hope you had a good time though. And on your camping trip.
1: I did. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was, It was not quite glamping, but better than camping. It's kind of like, it almost felt like a little Gilligan's Island, like this little abandoned Island that these people have engineered into a really fancy permanent structure. So it, I was impressed.
0: Nice.
1: I I don't really want to go back tomorrow, but I
0: had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Sarah, how was your, uh, time with your family?
2: Oh, it was good. We had uh, we had good weather for the fourth and um you know, my dog survived all the never ending um fireworks. Yeah. It's just like three straight days of thunder shirt and shivering. That's that was pretty much my my life. She's terrified of fireworks, Poor yeah, my dog too. Yeah. yeah.
0: We had uh I had my race in the morning, which was not great, but as I said, I beat the hugely pregnant lady, so that's all yeah. I can ask
2: for. <laughs> Uh, I was texting Charlotte I'm like run like the wind, bullseye. And she's like, No. I'm like, no. don't die, bullseye. Which <laughs> <She's like, "That's laughs> closer.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I am not a fat I am not a fast runner. I am but I get out there and I do it. And hey, you, are all a that you are the runner.
1: You are better than me. Matters. Yeah.
0: So and then we had just uh, a couple friends over and had burgers and had sparklers. So that's fine. A little low-key, and we had a really nice time. Yeah. So low-key. All right. Well, this week. We are going to answer your listener questions. It's been a minute since we've done a listener questions episode. So we have quite a few um, from the back. We have a few from the backlog. And then we asked you on um, Facebook and Instagram for some more. And we got some. So we are going to go ahead and get started. Oh, we do have a little bit of Disney news. That we wanted to talk about as well, um, before we start on the listener questions. And that is that Walt Disney World is closing several Epcot attractions as part of their transformation. Um, They are closing, gosh, just about everything in
2: Future World. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not on, I mean, they're not closing attractions, right? They're not closing rides. They're sort of closing...
0: Well, Every, the only that's not
2: <laughs> yeah. The only attraction
0: per se is the character spot. So okay, character and spot
2: interventions. Mm-hmm.
0: But they are moving the character spot, so that's yeah. that's fine. They're just they're not necessarily closing it, just moving it. But yeah, interventions East. Let's, I'll give you the list. Uh, the Fountain View. That's the Starbucks, so it might affect some people. Club Cool. No. The, <laughs> no, I love Club Cool. Oh. Loves that Beverly. That's her favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the pen central t- pen trading um area or pen purchasing area, I guess. The camera center, Heritage Manor Gifts. I'm honestly not sure where that even is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one that's um across spaceship or across from Spaceship Earth from the Camera Center. It's on the other side. It's that gift shop next to Guest Relations. Um, Interventions East and the Fountain of Nations, which I am really bummed about because I really love that fountain.
1: Can I just say, Epcot is my favorite park and I was all for them updating the entrance and then you just told me everything they're removing and I, I'm, i no, I'm angry about it because now Epcot's not going to look like
0: Epcot anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, also, oh yeah,
1: great! A Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: I love they're this also cause. closing Mouse Gear, but it's just it's <laughs> going to be moving to a temporary location. So I'm not yeah, sure. You know, you, know you, know you know they're touch not getting rid of the my big shop. shopping. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge space. That Mouse Gear store is enormous. So I don't know where they're going to put that. They're um, probably
1: going to have to cut the inventory by half, move it to mm-hmm. the permanent location, and then when everything's updated, move it back in.
0: Yeah, the only place I can think of that's big enough is uh, world show place, but that's out of the way to get to mouse gear, so I don't know. And they are also closing um electric umbrella. So that I d- I rarely so eat basically
1: it. all of future world yeah, pretty much that's what it did yeah.
0: I rarely eat an electric umbrella. Do you guys eat there ever? No, no, no. not in a long time. Uh I would much rather go over to Sunshine Seasons mm-hmm. because it's got a lot a lot of really good food. Um, Yeah, so that's the main, that's the main news uh, for this week. So that's all we're going to really talk about because we have quite a few listener questions to get to. And we're going to go ahead and get started. So Sarah, why don't you go ahead and read the first
2: question. All right. So coming from, I think this is from our. Facebook page uh hello ladies my husband 20 year old daughter and I have been to Disney World multiple oh, I know who this is this is Stephanie uh, so my husband <laughs> this, was an, this was an email yeah is, okay yeah. <laughs> this is my friend Stephanie um who sent us the uh, the bows or who helped yeah. us find the bows. Yeah. Uh, my husband, 20-year-old daughter, and I have been to Disney World multiple times and are Disney Vacation Club members. My mother-in-law has been not so subtly hinting that she'd like to go with us sometime. We're thinking of taking her with us next year for a Christmas trip. My question is this. What tips do you have for taking grandma to Disney World? She'll be mid-70s and is okay walking for a while, but we will require rests more often than we normally would. We're good with a laid-back approach, or as I like to call it, do less, enjoy more, uh, since we've been before. Thank you for your words of wisdom, Stephanie. Okay. So I have an entire blog post on this actually on the, on the website. Um, it's tips for multi-generational trips to Walt Disney world. So for details, check out DisneyParkprincess.com and just search under Walt Disney world and it'll be there. But This is for me, I don't know what you guys think, but multi-generational trips for me tend to be the definition of do less, enjoy more. Um, It's just, you're going to have different levels of interest. You're going to have different levels of energy. um, You're going to have different schedules that you're competing with probably. And chances are good. And hopefully my mother-in-law never hears this. Um, you're going to have somebody who is resistant to the notion that they may not have as much energy as they once did. Yeah. <laughs> My mother in law is famous for insisting that uh, she does not need a scooter and does not need her walker or cane, rather. She doesn't <laughs> use a walker, she uses a cane, you know, and does not need any of those things. And then it's two o'clock in the afternoon, she's about ready to collapse. So, <laughs> you know, you just have to learn to plan ahead for that and understand that um, it it just can't be this, the type of commando tourism that you might be used to is would be the first thing I would say. What about you guys? Any advice?
0: Yeah, my main advice is um, I don't we don't know exactly how many people are going and what are the ages of everybody else besides grandma. But no, she
2: said it would be her husband, her 20 year old daughter and her oh,
0: yeah. Oh, I see. That's at the very beginning and I didn't even read. Um, So, you know, for three younger people and then one older person, you don't necessarily want to split up that much because it's, you know, just four people you won't want to. But again, this is a great opportunity to do less, enjoy more, do more sit down uh, meals, do at least one sit down restaurant per day. You could also do a lot of people watching take the time to see some shows that you may not normally want to see and maybe, you know, skip a few things, maybe ask grandma what she wants to do and what she wants to see more than anything else and prioritize that.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really good point, especially if she's been subtly hinting, there must be something she wants to see or do. So mm-hmm. since, you know, you guys are already DVC members, you get to go a lot, just make this, a, make it all about her.
1: My mom also, I go with my mom a lot and my mom is fairly active, so she can keep up more than than most, but we, her and my stepfather are pros at going and doing whatever we want to do. And when they don't feel like it, they say, we're going to sit down here and they get, you know, a lemonade, a snack, whatever it is. They hold everybody's bags and you go on your attraction and they just sit down for the hour or however long it takes you to finish and then come back and go on your way.
0: Yeah. Love it. And um, there may be a case, too, where you have a a pool day or a spa day. Grandma would probably love to go to the spa, get a pedicure, get those tired feet rubbed. Um, So there's a lot to do that is not just go, go, go all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Um and Heather, we know that your mother would just go get a carrot cake cookie while you are uh, <laughs> Which is, she did this
1: week. she listened to the podcast last week and <laughs> sent me a text message this weekend of her at Hollywood Studios. And I said, Oh, you're at Disney. She goes, I came for my carrot cake cookie. I'm going home now. <laughs>
2: so she she only lives cold.
1: <laughs> she lives 40 minutes from the park and she heard the podcast, and so she took her holiday weekend, drove to the park, got her cookie, and then left. I'm like, I, I love hate it. you so much. I Not even to
2: send it to you is the part I love mm -mm, like just to go get it for herself and send you a picture of it and she I think she had
1: one there and then took one home and then sent me a picture later (laughs) in the day going do you have one of these no because you didn't send it thanks mom
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's great okay um Heather why don't you read our next one from Tim
1: Tim says what is your favorite Disney cruise line ship what is your favorite Disney cruise line itinerary and why I'm gonna start with this because I love the Disney Magic because it was the first ship I went on, so it's a little bit of a nostalgia for me. Um, And my very, very, very favorite uh, cruise itinerary is the Mediterranean cruises, preferably the longer ones, eleven and twelve nights, because any chance you get to go to Europe is amazing. And my first time visiting Italy actually was on the Disney magic and just stepping off the ship, going to Rome, going to Florence and seeing the Colosseum and the Vatican and all of these works of art is so incredibly mind boggling. It was easily one of the best experiences I've ever had on a cruise. So if you can get on one of those Mediterranean cruises, that's a great time.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, I would also say the magic, actually. I just, I love I'm torn between the magic and the fantasy. It's like the opposite ends of the spectrum, but I'm going to go with the magic. And here's why, because my favorite itinerary is any itinerary that includes castaway key. Yes. My Mm -hmm. favorite place on earth. So um, I don't care what the rest of the itinerary is. If it's stopping at castaway key at least once, preferably twice I'm in. Um, And with the magic and the wonder, there's less people on castaway key. So I'm going to go with magic. Um, I'm
0: gonna go with the Wonder for basically the same reason uh, Heather said that I have. It was my first Disney cruise, and I've been on that that uh, particular ship more than any of the others. Well, I guess okay. Technically, I've been on the Dream the same amount, but it was back to back, so I. (laughs) Um, But I've I've been on that one the most, and I love that Castaway Key is much is much less crowded with the smaller ships. So that's my favorite. Yep. But again, anything any cruise, I don't care. Just put me on the ship, put me on the water. Yep. <laughs> I'll just I'll just go. So, um all right. So, I'll read the next one. This is from Stephanie. Um I guess different Stephanie, different Stephanie, um,
2: same, same Stephanie,
0: same Stephanie,
2: <laughs> 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 this one came on Stephanie, Facebook. we love you.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> um, okay. What tours other than the VIP have you been on that you really enjoyed? My husband and I did the wild Africa trek last year and loved it. We'd love to, we'd like to do a tour again next year. When we go, it'll be just the two of us. Oh, oh so' gosh, the wild this, Africa this trip so we're leaving awesome. we're leaving Grandma home next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She gets one trip, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, the wild Africa Trek is is one of my favorites for sure.
1: Um, I have done the keys to the kingdom, which is a lot of fun. It's, um, it's a nice little history and behind the scenes tour of the magic kingdom without, you know, making that full day commitment of, um, you know, all of the parks, uh, that was really, really cool. Um, this isn't going to help you at all, but my, I think my favorite tour that I've ever done at Disney was when they had the Segway tours around Epcot. Yes. uh, That was the coolest thing. And I was so sad when they took that away. That was probably the best tour I think that they did.
2: I yeah, yes fun. agreed. Yeah. I also loved uh, I loved Wild Africa Trek, um, but if I were going to do one, if I were going to pick one, I might go with Caring for Giants. At Animal Kingdom that right now. I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but it sounds amazing. Um, you learn all about what it takes to care for the um, elephants at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I just think that would be so cool. And you get to get up close with rhinos. And my husband is obsessed with rhinos. They are his favorite animal. So I, I know he would lose his mind if we got to do that. So that would probably be my choice. It's I can't vouch for it because I haven't done it yet. But if I were picking, that's what I'd go with.
1: Also, this has nothing to do with Disney World, but in case anybody is listening and they're going to Disneyland in the fall, do the Happiest Haunts Tour. That's a really, really fun one. They only offer it at Halloween time. And it's basically taking you around Disneyland Park and telling you, um, you know, haunted story, like, quote unquote, haunted stories of Disneyland. And then you go trick or treating at different restaurants and you get all fun little sweet treats. And then you finish with a ride on the Haunted Mansion. So it's a lot of fun.
0: Oh, that's fun. Um, my uh, gosh, I love the Wild Africa Trek. Uh, I really liked Keys to the Kingdom. I really liked Undiscovered Future World, which I don't think is super popular, but I really enjoyed that one. Maybe changing, I guess. I was about to say, changing. given the changes to Future World. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I really liked um, the Christmas tour that we did. The um, what was it? Which one was it called? Yuletide Fantasy was oh, the my one. My mom
1: loves that tour. Mm-hmm. We got That's to like go. Her in, favorite.
0: uh, Whichever one it was, was we went to go. We went in the warehouse where they held all the Christmas stuff, um, which was fairly empty of Christmas decorations because they were all out on on display. But they talked a lot about that, and that might be a dream job of mine is to work at the Christmas displays. But you know, oh, you
1: would be so good at that with all your craftiness. Yeah,
0: super dream job is to to be able to. I want to be in charge. I don't just want to work there. I want to be in charge. (laughs) <laughs> I think a little bit of effort. Forget
1: but. working yeah. your way up. You're going right into the top. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> All right. So now we do have another question. This is from Instagram and this is from Steph. So different,
2: different Stephanie, Different Steph. Different Steph. Stephanie. <laughs> this is from Steph. All right, Sarah, why don't you read it? Uh it says, Hello, princesses. Can you only hold one fast pass at a time at Disneyland? Heather?
1: Um yes. So Disneyland has they're not quite up technologically as Disney World is. In fact, up until maybe eight months ago, you they still only had paper fast passes. Now they also they have paper fast passes, but they also have something called Max Pass, which is essentially my Disney experience, where you can make your fast pass reservations on your phone. The main di- there's two main differences. One is that it, it is not complimentary. It is $15 per person per day. And also you cannot make your fast passes ahead of time. You have to wait until you use your park ticket to enter the park and then you can start making your fast passes on the Disneyland app on your phone. So Disneyland is really a locals park. They do not have the mass amount of visitors from out of state or out of the country like Disney World does. So Disneyland doesn't really plan far in advance like Disney World does because there's the majority of the people are coming after work or after school for the evening and they don't know what they're going to want to do three months in advance. So you can book your Fast Passes on your phone now, but it's still the same old Fast Pass system where... You can only hold one at a time and you cannot get your next fast pass until either you use the first one or two hours have gone by and then they'll let you go in. So in theory, maybe for about 15 or 20 minutes you can hold more than one, but you can't really make them far in advance. Did I did I explain that correctly or yes. is it all jumbled?
2: <laughs> no, I understood.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that came out concisely and yeah. I'm not like just there, rambling. There
2: are so let me see make sure I understood it. So there are certain circumstances under which you might have two fast passes at the same time but it's a pretty narrow window like if your first pass
1: pass, fast
2: yeah it's it's yeah it wouldn't be days in advance it wouldn't be hours in advance it's just if your two-hour window has expired and you haven't yet used the first fast pass you made yes then technically you could get a second one but it would be for
1: Exactly. Just yeah. no advance planning. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I know it's it's annoying. It's not what we're used to at Disney World, and we have to pay for it. But Max Pass is it's just really nice because I get lazy and I don't want to have to run from Tomorrowland to Critter Country to get a, a fast pass. So it, I mean, it just it saves you a lot of time, especially if you're traveling with a big group. All
0: right. Okay. The next question is also from Instagram. And Jen asks, what are some good rainy day activities to do in Walt Disney World with the family? Uh, So good question, Jen. And I actually have a blog post on this one. And um, just to give you a couple of um, heads up, you could do a resort tour. You could just put on your ponchos or don't wear anything and just go out and splash and have a great time.
2: Okay. Well, not maybe don't wear
0: anything. I <laughs> meant <laughs> don't wear a, range, a, if a poncho. You wanna, it's a Disney
2: Girl. podcast, Charlotte. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, the reason I don't like the ponchos is because you get, it's so humid there. You just get humid under the poncho. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and you're just going to get soaked anyway on your feet. So you might as well just... Wear your normal clothes. <laughs>
1: I also like just go back to your resort and see what activities they have. Like Especially the deluxe resorts. They have a full slate of activities every day. So if you don't want to be in the parks, that's a good time to go check out what it is that they're offering. Whether, you know, some of them have art tours. Some of them have different arts and crafts. So it can be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah, again, I have, a, I have a blog post on that, just DisneyParkPrincess.com, and you can search for Rainy Day. That should, that should pop it up. All right. Um, so I will go ahead and ask the next, the next one, too, and one of you can see if you know the answer to it. This is from, uh, I guess, uh, Tracy. What is the progress on renovation at All-Star Resorts?
2: Uh, we know I- that the work is ongoing. Um, I don't remember what order they were going in. I think they were starting with music and then moving on to movies and then sports was going to be last. I don't think they have finished the first resort. So as far as I know, we're just, I think they are almost done with the first resort, which I I think was movies. I think was movies. Yeah. Um, and then they're moving on from there, but I don't think they have finished movies yet and moved on. I have not heard any reports of renovated rooms at either, uh, music or sports yet. But I I
0: could be wrong. <laughs> no, I have not either. And I'm looking, I'm looking it up now and they are not finished, but they are working on it. So, okay. um, they, but they are doing, um, the same type of thing that they did with pop century where they're putting in the queen bed and the mm-hmm. Anovo bed. So they are still working on, according to this, they're still working on movies. Then they will go to music. Then they will go to sports and they have, they have done six through 10 and buildings three and four, but buildings one and two have not yet started according to this. Okay. So, and this is a recent post, so it should be a pretty last updated June 30th. So thank you to um, our friend Tom Bricker for doing that, because <laughs> now we know. Um, so that's the progress on that one. All right. And then uh, the next one, why don't you answer that one, Sarah?
2: Okay. Uh, So Tammy Warren asks, who won the rose gold ears and will there be another giveaway soon? Okay. So we actually did announce this on a previous podcast, but just in case you didn't hear, uh, one of our listeners, Elizabeth, won. Uh, She has received her ears. She has a trip coming up at Disneyland. So when she... She goes and wears them. She's going to send us a picture, so we'll be sure to post it um, as soon as we do. Is there going to be another giveaway soon? Yes, it's not going to be ears. Uh, it is going to be a beautiful hardcover copy of, Charlotte. what's the full title? A Celebration of New Magic
0: and Fond Memories, Disneyland Resort.
2: Yeah, so it's a beautiful hardcover book. Um, this is going to be exclusively for our Patreon supporters. So if you would like to get in and be counted and eligible for this upcoming giveaway you can visit us at patreon.com slash disney park princess and support us at uh any of the levels if you just want to be in on the giveaway i think the lowest level is two dollars if you want to receive extra perks you can do five or ten dollars and that's per month um so the next giveaway is going to be the first week of august uh, is when we'll be doing the next one so you have between now and uh july 30th to get in Join with us. Enjoy all of the extra bonus content that we create for you guys on Patreon and be entered into the giveaway. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, Thank you for that, Tammy.
0: Um, The next question, Heather, you want to read that next one?
1: Sure. This is also from Instagram, and it is from A.W. Resser. What kind of tips do you have for navigating Disney World with a two-year-old? I think you two ladies have <laughs> many better answers than I have, because my times that I've gone with my nieces and nephews are limited, and usually require just... M- me taking all four of them on the People Mover, where while well, everybody else rode Space Mountain, so you two are the experts on this. <laughs> all right, so
0: that's I'm, the first tip: is take yeah. w- take along the ant. There you go. I get to be the
1: babysitter, carrying yeah. all the children at once. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Bring backup. <laughs> um, but if that's not possible, it is. I'm going to get emails about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It is not dissimilar to traveling with, you know, grandma or extended family or multigenerational. You need to have sort of the same considerations, Um, energy level schedules, time of day. I am I was one of those moms who was very all about the schedule and it. You know, when we were on vacation, it wasn't written in stone or anything like that. Obviously, there's going to be some changes, but I did try to keep my son's schedule similar to what he experienced at home because he was just that type of kid. He did better if he was eating at similar times and napping at similar times and things like that. So I did try to maintain somewhat of a schedule when possible. Um, the biggest tip I can give you with two year olds is they may or may not be able to communicate to you whether they are hungry or thirsty or tired. You just have to assume at any given time that they are all three. (laughs) So have fluids available, have snacks available and be willing to stop at any moment. If you see signs of hunger or dehydration or overstimulation, um, And you need to pay kind of close attention. You know your kid best. You know what the signs look like. But it's easy and all of the hubbub and goings on at Walt Disney World to sort of miss some of the early signs. And that's how the full meltdown happens. And we have all seen that poor parent, either the parent or the child or both are in full meltdown mode. (laughs) that that is because somebody got hungry or overtired or, you know, was just too thirsty to, to cope. So... Prevent those things if at all humanly possible is the biggest tip I can give anybody.
0: Yeah, and if your budget allows for it, consider staying at one of the Monorail Resorts or the Wilderness Lodge, because with a two-year-old, you're mostly going to be at Magic Kingdom, and you can easily get back to your hotel mm-hmm. um, if you you know if you can do that, then that's a really it would be a really great thing for napping and stuff. Um, and keep in mind that that the two-year-old will need a nap whether they nap in the stroller or at the hotel they very likely will need a nap
2: and And you might
0: too (laughs) yeah and don't expect that they number one will stay up late enough for the fireworks and number two that they will like fireworks because they're loud and you know how many kids have we seen just so upset so that's another good idea is let's say you're staying at the polynesian you can just go out to the beach if they're up that late, it's way l-
2: less loud and less crowded for the yep. kid and for you. <laughs> yep. Okay, so. pro tip number one, uh, earplugs. The mm-hmm. little foam earplugs that they sell at Home Depot, you'll usually see them for construction sites or things like that, or the, the more fancy, you know, earphones that like Michael Phelps baby used to wear at the Olympics, you know. <laughs> ear protection can be a make or break thing for little kids, while Disney World is loud and you don't even really realize it until you get back to your hotel room and shut the door and it's like quiet for the first time <laughs> there is music playing everywhere there are sounds everywhere the music the volume everything is really loud if you have a kid that is at all sensitive to noise at all sensitive to noise Earplugs are the difference between getting to stay for the fireworks or the stage show or carrying out a screaming child. So yeah. invest in the cheap foam earplugs from your local drugstore or you know Home Depot, um, and they can be a game changer.
0: Yeah, and to that same note, throw a small pin light flashlight in your bag as well. Um, my daughter loved the People Mover, but was terrified of the dark parts of the People Mover. Now the People Mover is a good one because she could shine the light on the floor and it would not impact anyone else's uh trip you know so a lot of times you can't do that on on some rides when they're dark you cannot shine a light because it will it would be rude to other people but for the people mover that's a great ride for kids it's not too loud it is dark but just that type of stuff just you know your kid and what they might like um also you might want to show them some videos on youtube um, before they go, so they know what types of rides they might want to ride. Yeah, yeah.
2: And we should probably do this. This is probably a whole podcast, and I'm sure in the future, um, we'll do a podcast on you know traveling to Disney World with or Disneyland or any Disney destination with young kids because that's a whole a whole topic in and of itself. But yeah. those are some like we could do, We could have the leash debate for easily a podcast because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I have strong feelings on it. I am pro leash people, and I'm going to yeah. say it right here <laughs> oh,
1: and my mom used to put me on a leash when we would go into new york city as kids and it was so embarrassing
2: yeah did you see
0: that episode of modern family where yes. they um put the heels yes. on lily because <laughs> kept it from running
2: because it slowed her down. yeah because they didn't want to put her on the leash yeah. uh-huh. i love yeah. that one yeah. all right
0: um okay um this one is from what oh, say, kinds. I'm not sure how to say it, but from Instagram, uh, what is the ideal cruise itinerary for a first-time family? And I will say that this is going to depend on your family. You know how? What are the ages? Um, what are the ages you're first taking them? You know, are they are they young kids? Are they teenagers? Anything like that? But I will say the ideal first-time cruise in general is going to be like a four-night or a seven-night Caribbean cruise. Four-night Bahamas. Right. But, I mean, don't do the three-night. It's too short. If you want to try it out and not sure if you'll like a seven-night, then do a four-night. Trust us. Skip the three-night. It's way too short.
2: Yeah. Four-night Bahamas, I think, is my go-to first cruise for just about anybody. Family, non-family, family. You know, you don't want to be like, don't start with the med cruise, (laughs) you know, that is too long and too far to go to find out on day two that somebody hates cruising, you know. (laughs)
1: My very first cruise was the 11-night Mediterranean cruise, so I got lucky.
2: (laughs) But you weren't little. No, 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 no. They're asking for a family that has kids, I'm assuming, so, you know. Yeah, you don't want to find out the hard way that like one of your children is wildly prone to motion sickness or something. And, you know, now you're in the middle of the Mediterranean, <laughs> not yeah. an 11 night So, yeah. Yeah,
0: four uh, night Bahamas, most of them do go to Castaway Key, So that's, I think, a must. And that four night has that day at sea, which is really perfect. You'll You'll all love that. So that's what I would say. And Sarah and I agree and Heather agrees. She's nodding her head. Slowly because she's tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeding fast. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. All right.
0: So we have um, one more question. Um, I'm going to read it, but then I'm not going to answer it. Um, This is from James and he on Instagram and he asks, What are the best events, booths, things to do at the food and wine festival? So um, oh, I guess it's Jamie. All right, well, Jamie, we are going to answer this question, but this is going to be answered on our Patreon Extra this week. So um, you guys can head over there. Th- thank you so much for those of you who do support us on Patreon, and you get that extra every single week. And since this topic is listener questions, and we all love the Food and Wine Festival, <laughs> that's what we're going to talk about today.
2: But for Jamie, uh, you know, in case she's not a Patreon, you know, listener, Real quick, there are a couple of blog posts on our uh, website that address this topic, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think we've all. Yes. Written I, at least I definitely one.
1: wrote one on it because it's my favorite. Thing yeah, in I think the world. Heather
2: has written one on the events, and I think Charlotte wrote one on the booths last year. Uh-huh. So if you just go to DisneyPrincess and search for, uh, you know, wine, probably <laughs> should come right up. That, that might be a rabbit hole to just search for wine, but yeah, on our <laughs> website, yeah, that's it. A-
0: um, all right, well, thank you so much to everyone for listening. Um, this week, uh, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook, Dispark Park Princess, or on uh, Patreon at Disney, uh, slash Disney Park Princess, or on Pinterest. Also, is it Dispark Park Princess, I believe, or Disney Park Princess? Disney
2: but Park Princess on is Pinterest, it Disney Park
0: princess on pinterest but we all but fortunately we come up in the searches so that's (laughs) if you can't remember that's great um so thank you so much and we will talk to you next week